Yo, welcome to another edition of the Speaker Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Steve-O Steve, and I'm here with my brethren once again, Tommy T and G. And not only that, this week we got a special guest. And, and, and before I get into that, I would like to apologize to all our listeners because we took a break last week and we ain't let y'all know. <laughs> so my bad. But yeah, we took a break. We ain't going to know. Well, we had to take a break. I was moving. Blame it on me. I had to, I ain't had no internet. Basically, they they were like, <laughs> like, call AT and T. Tell them, hey, y'all need to be on your job. But nevertheless, we are back another week, and I'm glad we took a break because I feel refreshed and we are here. So I apologize for the break and not let. Well, I apologize for not letting y'all know about the break, but we took one. <laughs> we took one. Uh, but without further ado, man, we got a special guest on the show today: rapper, artist. Oh, is in the building. All right. All right. It is. Hola. Yeah. Finally. Finally got him on. Thank you. Absolutely. So we're going to be having an in-depth conversation with O. And we're also going to be bringing you, of course, the tea with Tommy T. (laughs) The news, that is. And then also, what's in your speakers with G. And we might have like two weeks of like what's in your speakers. So. Get your pen, your pads ready, and get ready to uh, see what's been in our speakers, man. So without further ado, if you are checking us out on YouTube, please, 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 there's a bell there. It's right there. It's in front of your face. It's very easy to get to. Please hit it. Bow. Please subscribe to the channel, the 3M channel, the Speaker Geekers channel. Just hit the bell, man. It's easy. You won't miss nothing else we got going on. Also, if you're finding us on your favorite podcast platform almost said something totally different if you find us on your favorite podcast platform please please like spotify apple music uh deezer whatever go ahead and subscribe man so you don't ever miss an episode so that way you'll know hey what happened to us then you'll see that we got an episode this week and then you'll be like oh well they're back you know it's just that easy so subscribe so you don't miss anything so without further ado man let's get into it man how y'all two weeks been (laughs) <laughs> man it's been it's been good man it's been it's been uh really good got a got a small break mm-hmm. you know i did like i ain't even gonna lie to you bro because we've been going like non-stop, non-stop. like yeah. for us to have what this is this is what a year and a half in of releasing mm-hmm. episodes mm-hmm. um not missing an episode or not missing a week and constantly recording. It's been great for me, but um, it was a much needed break that I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes it happens like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> pressure. Look, it was, it was like, I, right, so let's see what Greg say. Cause Steve is out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm about to use, Hey, hey, I was going to jump on that with my phone and then I just wasn't sure, sure how stable <laughs> that was going. Sure. <laughs> I was just going to hot spot it out. And I was, <laughs> we'll be able to get, get, you know, stuff right. like that. But I was going, you know, do the best I could. And then Greg came in the cut and said, Hey, do we have to release an episode? <laughs> I right. think we all went hmm at the same time. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, it's cool. I guess not. <laughs> was there a lot of backlash from your fans or was anybody no, like, man. what's People going on? Like, man. like, wait a minute. No, nah, we good. 
<laughs> right. I know of. Nah, nobody said anything. So uh, you know, that's, that's that's when you know uh, the people uh, you know in your DA. What's up with the with, with the episode? Right, right. <laughs> you added a yeah. Added a, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, how you feeling, man? <laughs> I'm cool, man. I'm, I'm I'm excited, happy to be on the show, man. I appreciate appreciate you guys having me on, man. I know Tommy um had tried a few times uh, before, but I guess it was uh, conflicts with the day. So I'm I'm just just happy to be with y'all, man. Chopping it up, man. Yeah. Uh, you know this is this is pretty cool, man. Because I've tried to I've tried to start a podcast before. It didn't really work out, man. So I'm. I'm you know, much success to y'all, man. Much, uh, much, um, yeah, this is dope. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here, man. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So, absolutely. Absolutely. So, man, um, shoot, man, let's go ahead and get into it because I know we got. So much, yeah, so I don't, much. Man. I don't have don't, that much I, at all. I was gonna say I ain't got a whole lot for you, actually. Um, oh, surprise! <laughs> nah, you know what's been happening is like, nigga, school been out, so mm-hmm. I don't have to go to work, so I don't mm-hmm. be listening to shit. So I just be mm-hmm. at the house. I watch a lot of TV now because I got time to watch TV. Yeah. So I've been watching TV rather listening to music. Normally, I'm listening to music while I'm working on my way to work, even though my commute is pretty short. That's when I get a chance to listen to songs and things. Um, but yeah, let's go and jump into it. Jump into this What's Been in Your Speakers this week. Uh, I'm going to kick us off because like I said, I ain't got much. Um, I Really, I got a chance to check out a couple things. I ain't really get to get in, through any projects for real. Um, so like Larry June put out a, a project. It's called Orange Print. I actually mm-hmm. finished that one. That one was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Polo G dropped an album. It's called Hall of Fame. I haven't heard one song. Like I, I downloaded it, but I haven't heard not one. Um, same thing with Migos. I didn't listen to not one song. <laughs> I ain't heard nothing. Um, then uh, it's a group called Emotional Oranges, and it looks like it's a collective group, like yeah. based on the cover art. Um, and so I've I've listened to maybe two songs on there, and they all do different things. Like some people are singing, some people are rapping. Um, maybe there, there are some people who are part of the group who are producers, but it's like a collective of people that make music. Um, but it's decent. Like I ain't had no problems with it. It sounds like some good music to listen to while you're cooking or something like that. So um, I had that kind of plan. Um, I also downloaded the Her album. Didn't listen to that shit. Uh, I, I, I didn't get to it yet. Man. I've, I've been listening to, uh, like when we out running errands and things, I was listening to Sirius XM Radio. And she had like a takeover this weekend and she was playing a lot of her songs. So I, whatever I heard on there, that's what I've heard. But I haven't got a chance to sit down and really like live with the project yet. Um, and I'm excited to listen to it because I like her. Um, and she's got, even though she do got 21 damn songs on her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> but the good part is a lot of the songs are like songs I've heard before like she got that slide song with Wachi on here she got uh, Damage the one that she needs to hurry up and put Rick Ross on the remix um, the Come Through song with Chris Brown that's on the radio every fucking day now uh, she got a few songs on there that I've heard before um, then it's an artist I don't know if the name is Jael or if it's J-A-E-L. 
But dude got a cool ass R&B album, bro. <laughs> so check this nigga out. This shit is called Half as Much. And the reason that I, I, I know about this guy is because I was playing one of those Apple playlists and songs would come up and like if I liked it, I'd save it. And I realized that I kept saving songs by him. And I was like, hold up, we just go ahead and kick them out. Because this shit fine. And so I went ahead and got it. It's, it's good. That's a good listen. Check it out. It's What's Jay his name L. again? J-A-E-L. That's how you spell his name. Right. Um, and the name of the album is Half As Much. <laughs> it's pretty good, bro. I swear. Interesting. And then, uh, then Vince Staples dropped a single. Yep. Shit called Law of Averages. That yeah, shit's good. I saw the uh, video for that as well. I like that too. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a definitely summertime song, bro. Yeah, I fuck with that man, bro. I'm actually looking forward to his album because I like that man. I became a fan on that last project, uh, FM. Mm-hmm. And I had heard him before, but I had never like really listened <laughs> to him before FM. And then I was like, oh, dude got some skills. And then I like listening to his interviews as well. Dude always got something cool to say mm-hmm. when you listen to his interviews. Um, but that's pretty much it, man. When I'm looking at the list of things that I had downloaded, that's pretty much all that I have on here uh, for the last couple of weeks is those few projects that I've been checking out and then a couple singles here and there. So, uh, shit. We're going to uh, skip Steve for right now. <laughs> uh, Tommy, what you been on, man? What you been listening to? Man, um, well, to start, man, Migos. How was that Migos, man? Bro, it's, it's fire, bro. I like it, man. I like the Migos, though. Um, I think we discussed Takeoff being yeah. the uh, the one. But uh yeah man, that culture three is is bumping. Uh, what else was on? Um headshots, Isaiah Rashad. Oh um, yeah, I did. Yeah. That's I on that, that's video. on fire, bro. Video, video dope. Um Ice oh, Daddy. I heard a one. You heard a different one. Is it headshots tonight? Wasn't it like something? It's headshots for the low or something like that. He got yeah, a new one. one for the locals, and then he had the other one with Deuce, uh, with Duke Deuce. I heard that one too, but it's another one. I swear, is it? Yeah, I think that's it's the only like, one I heard, man. Maybe not. Maybe I'm tripping. Go ahead. <laughs> what I say for the low <laughs> locals? Know. I'm tripping for the locals. I don't know if I heard that. Yeah, maybe I yeah. did. Um, Kodak Black had a song feeling peachy. Okay. Um, Gucci Mane album, Ice Daddy. I like that one. Um, her her album is is fire, bro. Back of my mind, that that Joker. When you do get a shot, check it out. Back of um, my mind is the song you was highlighting. No, nah, that's the that's just the album. Like I don't even have a song to highlight. Just oh shit, that is. I just let that bitch ride, man. Yeah, <laughs> like from front to back, man. Uh, let's see. Um, Corday in common had a song West Life. I like that one. Um, A Ball and MJG coming out hard, man. Yeah, yeah. I had to, you know, just throw that in there, man. Uh, let's see what else, what else, what else. Let's see. Uh, this one right here. Um, Need to Know by Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's it surprises me 
well, it's not surprising, but it's so interesting that this girl was uh, the one that came out with that move song. Uh, yeah. To, oh, to yeah. See, like her status yeah. as an artist right now, because I mean, she coming out with some fire music, man. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, fire. You got an album coming out like Lucy. this week. For real? It says June 25th. Yeah. That yeah. shit come out this week. <laughs> Man, what the game been missing? Oh, the baby had a song called Ball If I Want To. Mm-hmm. That joke of... It's it's a baby song, man. I like it. So that's <laughs> a baby song. <laughs> it is. It's the baby. Well, not a baby, but the baby. It's the baby. <laughs> man, it but it's fire like though. I like it. it. Yeah. There you go. That's the but that's my week, man. Or weeks. All right, then. Well, uh, we gonna continue to skip Steve. And we're gonna <laughs> go right over to the guest. Oh, what you been on, uh, man? What kind of what you been listening to, like maybe this last week? Um, man, actually, we talking about the baby. I was listening to that new uh, the baby and uh, Tory Lanez uh, scat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 pretty hard, man. Uh, do y'all still still listen to Tory Lanez? Um, I heard that song, time. man. But you know, I do from time to time. I still yeah, I I'm still listening to him. Gotcha. It, it, it's not problematic for anybody, is it? No. You good. I don't listen to R. Kelly. No. I don't listen to R. Kelly. <laughs> I can't <laughs> listen to R. Kelly, bro. Gotcha. Gotcha. If it uh, come on, I ain't turning it off. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not just going to him, you know, to, to pick it out. But if it come on, you know, I'm not turning right, it off. Know, what's the, you, you wonder what's the etiquette around these type of... Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we, we just canceling people. You know what I'm saying? You can't play them at the barbecue no more. I mean, it's like Yeah, that. like, you know, like, I don't know, but hey. My yeah. wife had Pandora on the other day, and R. Kelly came on. It just kind of was like, okay, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I ain't turned it off. I was like, yeah, sure. right. yeah. So, um, yeah, the new Isaiah Rashad. Been listening to that. Um, uh, Don Tolliver and uh, Kelly Uchi's got a new. Um, I meant to check it out. How's it? Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. They they so melodic. You know him. And uh, heard that, uh, what's the other guy's name? Daniel Caesar. Mm-hmm. Heard, like, there's a whole new wave of just R&B that's out now. Like, it's just kind of reinvented itself. I don't want to necessarily say Neo Soul, but, like, it's just got a, a different vibe and the melodies, man. So I'm loving it. Um, what else? Tyler, Tyler the Creator, he dropped a new one, Lumberjack. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always coming with the bars. You know, as a artist myself, that, that, that's what I look for. You know what I'm saying? Who's, who's coming with it? Um, Conway the Machine, I was listening to his new joint. Um, La Machina, you know, they always come with the bars of Griselda. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just, I play a lot of older stuff too when I'm at the gym. So, I was listening to the diplomats, you know, going hard with Dipset, Dipset. You know, know, Joel's Joel's and I Cam and all those guys, man. So um, yeah, that's what I've been listening to as of recently, man. Okay, now take note. Uh you see how quickly the three of us got done. Gotcha. 
Now add all that shit together, and that's gonna be Steve. Right, so, Steve, it might be. Tell us what you've been listening to for these past two weeks, bro. Yeah, look at him, man. I love you. Should, you shouldn't have right. gave him two weeks, bro. Like, what? I probably shouldn't have. Be like, but, what you been listening to these last four days? Yeah. <laughs> probably been a little better. Man. Look, I ain't gonna name any other singles. Uh, a lot of them been mentioned already, so I'm gonna try to be, uh, I'm gonna try to keep this as 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 brief and painless as possible, um, but you know, I, I be, hey, when I'm in the car, which I'm in a lot, uh, whatever, I'm on I'm on some tunes. So, uh, <clears throat> so let's get started then. <laughs> uh, so, man, uh, of course, man, Larry June, Orange Print. I've been listening to that like uh, constantly. Um, I ain't really got a song to highlight. I'm trying not to. Cause I'm trying to jump through this, uh, but definitely that Larry June, uh, man. I went back and I listened to that Two Chains too, man. So help me God, I was in that mood mode of hearing, uh, like I said, hearing that hearing the one song "Shake Your Money Maker," uh, yeah. and man, that that album, I think, I think that so help me God is gonna is gonna age well, man. It, it's, yeah. it's a good album. You can go back to it and just enjoy it, man. I've been looking at the videos and everything. And y'all know, I don't really look at videos like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> from there, man, I got on my Money Man tip, man. I listened to, uh, and I know this is a single, but a whole lot of with Money Man and Young Dolph. Uh, but then I went back and I listened to Black Circle, uh, Money Man. If you haven't heard that one, man, go back and listen to that one, man. Some tracks on there. <laughs> Um, yes, I listened to the Polo G. It was cool. It was cool. I like Polo G. I didn't get through the whole album for some reason, though. I just mm-hmm. wasn't like, I don't know if I wasn't in the mood for it or what, but I just like, I was like, all right, it's cool. And I just kind of went on. Um, so I didn't really finish it. It's not one of my albums I think I'm gonna like go back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Polo G is definitely super talented. I just, I don't know. For some reason, I just wanted to move for it. Uh, from there, man, I went to that Bobby Sessions. Bobby Sessions dropped the album Manifest. Yeah, that you shit want hard, bars, bro. Yeah, that shit. That, hard. That's go listen to that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely listen to that one. Uh, Bobby Sessions. It's been a minute since I heard anything from Bobby Sessions. Anyway, so I saw his name. I was like, ooh. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. all right, let me go check this out. Uh, definitely was on Amigos, the culture three. Um, yo, I love the album, dog. I'm just going to be honest. I love the album. Uh, if I could highlight one song on here, uh, and I know I said I wasn't going to do it. If I could highlight one song, <laughs> I mean, it might be having our way with Drake. Um, I don't know why, but that song is just hard. And you're um, such a Drake fan, bro. Right, Damn. exactly. Hey. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Drake be doing it, man. Can't. Sometimes. Sometimes. He be doing it. <laughs> Bro, Avalanche the hardest song on there to be, though. Man, I still love Straighten the Dog. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. That first verse, Quavo's first verse. If you listen, Quavo, well, Quavo is the first verse on there. But Quavo's verse, man, just he just came out, like, he just came hard when I was just like, like, yeah. I played it back like three times, like <laughs> on his verse, like an actual DJ. I gotta play that back one more time. And like I just like if, if it's one song that Quavo went in on, that that was the one. That I was, was it. Uh, thoroughly impressed. But uh from there, man, it was a it was actually some more records on there that I really, really like, but I ain't gonna go all through that. Um just go listen to it. It's it's a really good album. You can tell they put a lot into it. Mm-hmm. Um from there. 
I, I, I always try to listen to something new. So I try to listen to this guy. His name is uh, Pierre Borne. Is that how you say it? Born? Pierre Born? I think it's just Born. Yeah, I think it's just Yeah, Born. I think it is. The Life of Born of Pierre Five. So uh, my thought was like, all right, who is this guy? Why is he like on the list on Apple Music? And I was like, I'm going to try him out. Let's see what he's talking yeah. about. And you know what? I enjoyed it. Uh, it was actually pretty cool. What's and then also, the album, you know? uh, The Life of Pierre Five. Oh, okay. Um, the thing is also like when I always feel like if you got something, if you like on the fifth, you know, number five or something, or you yeah. got like three or something, I was like the life. It kind of like, all right, let me, let me kind of take notice. Let me see what's going on. Uh, I actually <clears throat> end up enjoying it, man. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I say, go check it out. Let me know what y'all think. And then, uh, man, we'll go from there. Um, from there, uh, a homie that was with uh that was uh, a part of Nipsey Hustle label, Pac-Man the Gunner, uh the Gunner man. He dropped his uh EP this week, Less Is More. Um, go check it out. Yo, I- I'm a fan of Pac-Man, uh the Gunner Man anyway. Um, but I want, you know, everybody go check it out. Let me know what y'all think. Uh so man, it was hitting all the way through. He also got a song with Nip on there, and it was just yeah. cool. Um, so if you get a chance, go check out Pac-Man, the Gunner Man. Uh, from there, I was feeling w- real. Um, I-, I don't know what got me on this tip, but for some reason, I was listening to a lot of Mo3. Uh, so I, I, a lot of the Mo3 that I listened to were videos on YouTube, but one song that I just wanted to hear, um, and I know why, because uh, some people, uh, well, not some people, but, uh, well, yeah, it actually was some people, but... Um, someone passed in Chattanooga and, and they were playing this song and the song called Outside with Mo3. Uh, so then I just kind of got on that tip and I've been listening to that song kind of like over and over actually. Yeah. Uh, which that song is pretty dope but then I kind of I, I wasn't a big Mo fan 3 at first but now I kind of listened to him post uh, his death. I was like dang man this kind of sucks because he was he was super talented. Uh, from there man uh, from the trap to rap man Bankroll Freddy I, I just felt like listening to some Bankroll Freddy, so I was listening to some Bankroll Freddy. Um, and then, of course, man, Gucci Man, Ice Daddy. Look, that album hard, man. It's Gucci giving you Gucci. Uh, it's got a lot of features, though. That's the only thing, but it's Gucci. Um, so it's hard. I enjoyed it. Bro, E40 verse on oh, that yeah. album. Look here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, E40, I think E40 is. Tremendously underrated. Yes. Uh, yes. But I, I think it's more kind of his antics and how he how he spits that yeah. you know he kind of changes his voice and things like that or, or the ad libs. But I think he's so underrated. Dude is hard. Like that verse he got on there was was hard. But um, nah, man. I, I think I, and I think it, it. I don't know. Tell me if you if you think the same thing. I think due to Pooh and Fujiano getting locked up, I feel like that some of those songs that some of them was supposed to have them on them, but of course they're locked up. So they, you know, didn't lay no verse. So I felt like they were missing on a few songs on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If y'all get a chance, uh, I know Tommy listened to it, uh, but of course, if y'all get a chance to listen to it, man, let me know. Cause I felt like that. I was like, uh. I was like, this song felt like this was happening. Hey, but he, he got a winner with a uh, big walk dog. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got if you have big walk done. Look, if you haven't listened to him, check him out. He give me that um, he give me that uh, dope B vibe. 
Yeah. Like for sure. So uh check out. All the niggas sound the same. But uh, <laughs> Big Walter, hey, but Big Walter, he, yeah, he can definitely rap. Gucci man has signed so many people, it's, it's ridiculous. I know, right? Most it's of them are from Memphis, yeah. <laughs> Big Walter, Big Walter from uh, Alabama, no, nah, Mississippi, Mississippi, that's what it yeah. is, yeah. Uh, I love it. a big fan of Memphis, man. man why he's Gucci smart. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going crazy right now. If you look uh-huh. at the amount of talent that's coming out of Memphis, yeah. which we are always knew it was there. Yeah. Uh, but now they're getting, you know, it's just it's their turn. And that's just Memphis the hub, bro. Yeah. Will, will Nashville ever get their turn? Next time on <laughs> Next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but you know what though? I think um if we look in that Nashville, let's look at the. Now I don't know many Knoxville artists, so I'm not going to include Knoxville. Not because I don't think there are artists there. I just don't know the artists there. But yeah. if I go with, you know, saying the, you know, uh, Chattanooga, Nashville, Memphis, I think, um, I think if we play our cards right, then definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, I mean, Isaiah Rashad doing the song with Duke Deuce. That's right. pretty big. Uh, right. So where can that go from here is, is that question. There's a lot of talent down there, uh, down there in Chattanooga. And even, it, it's some guys that signed down there in Chattanooga that's making some noise. They just haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they're not at the level of uh, Isaiah Rashad, but there are some people that are doing some incredible things that, you know, you just got to catch wind of them. And as far as Nashville, Nashville is hard to say because it, it's so much talent here. Like, man, you got mm-hmm. Star. You got, of course, there's there's Star and Buck. Uh, but then from there, if you if you delve down into it, you find like like so many other talents. There's a lot. There's a lot, man. There's a yeah. lot, man. Trapper Mandel. Trapper Mandel uh, is yeah. so dope. Um, yeah, there's Trapper Mandel. There's Tim Jens. There's the mm-hmm. Brian Browns. There's the F.U. Stans. There's Petty. Yeah, I mean to be honest, like when you talking about like, I, I would put Petty against anybody from anywhere. Like he's yeah. that talented man. He's just, yeah. just, uh, just kind of waiting for that look, man. But you know, I'm just kind of the school of thought, man. We can't, we can't wait on it. You got to go take it, man. Look at Memphis. Absolutely, what they doing? And mm-hmm. I think is, um, and I think like. The way I see it is, we always need one to, you know what I'm saying, bust that door down. And I think right now, with what, you know what I'm saying, Memphis is doing, and, you know, I think it's, I think the door is wide open for anyone within the state to come through it with you. It's just a matter of us, like you said, taking it, taking the opportunity and do it. Exactly. Relationships. It's all all relationships, man. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, those guys ain't, they're not dummies in Memphis, you know, for the right money, the right conversations. Like, hey, man, oh, yeah, sound good, cool, all right. I mean, there's already a Memphis natural connection already. Y'all familiar with uh, band play? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, band play. He from Columbia, Tennessee. I mean, he, he lived down the street from me, actually, um, over here or whatnot. But uh, you know, he Dolphin, main producer. Yeah, did a lot of stuff on the um, the Dumb and Dumber, uh, mm-hmm. you know, joint. So there's a lot of connection already, man. I think it's just just a matter of just 
just staying consistent. And, you know, yeah. everybody, everybody got their time, man. Everybody got their time. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think also we all got to watch now that God has his situation mm-hmm. uh, with with what he's done with his label. If you yeah. God has already always had a relationship with Nashville, uh, where they right. would start or him just being here to, you know, record uh, paper, or what, paper, yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying, just to uh, be a part, you know what I'm saying, being in the Ville. And a lot of people, people don't know, a lot of people come to the Ville record anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's very low key. You very know, low people key. Ain't, people ain't bothering you. You can, you know, it, it's, it's, I mean, the majority of people that are down there, like in Music Row in those areas, like they're not just, they're not checking for you like that. So it's just, it's just real, real cool, man. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's definitely, uh, it's definitely the opportunity is there. Uh, so we'll just see what happened, you know. Um, I mean, Buck was that light at one point, and you know, we all know we're not gonna go through the story of what of Buck, but uh, yeah, we're just gonna wait and see, you know. I think is I think it's wide open for the taking. Oh yeah, uh, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Um, from there, man, her back of my mind. Look. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you ain't had a chance to listen to this album, yes, I know it's long. But if you ain't had a chance to listen to this album, go do it. Bro, you can you can play it from front to back, bro. And it's, it's banging the whole way through. Yeah, you know what the crazy thing is? It don't feel like twenty one tracks. Nah, at it all. Doesn't, it doesn't at feel all. like it's boring, and and you listen to one long track. No, nope. either. No, no. She did an amazing job with this. Oh, somebody can say something. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, she did an amazing job with it. Uh I I suggest <clears throat> G, when you get time, just just play it. Like go wash the dishes and play it. Yeah. Not the uh not the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> you have time to listen. <laughs> I'll play it while you're cooking, whatever. You know, yeah. I think it's a real good solid album. Some to um some to definitely, definitely enjoy. Uh from there, um, <laughs> I'm gonna skip this one. It's the Culture Three, but it's Quavo's way. So Apple Music released like all three uh-huh. of them released like a different like version of Culture Three, and then they released the deluxe version. Uh, and, but Quavo's way was like the first like six songs or something. So <clears throat> I'm gonna skip over that. But go check it out if you if you see it. Uh, from there, June 10th, they released some uh, Freedom songs. A uh, little playlist on Apple Music. Go check that out if you get a chance. Uh, and then from there, man, I went back and listened to the Allegory uh, with Royster Five Nine, mm. and they're actually a deluxe version out, and it's an EP, which is cool. I but, didn't know that. I yeah, know go check it out. It, you know, it's shorter, but it's pretty cool. But I listened to that one, and then I went and listened to the original album. Uh, yeah, and man, it, it's man, it's just as hard as ever, and I forgot why that I wanted to listen to it, but I was just like, man, I want to listen to his Royce. Um, so I went and did that. And then from there, man, I was in some YFN, YFN, YFN Luchi mood. Uh, I was just coming back from the A. So I was listening to Wish Me Well too. Uh, one mixtape that is, man, it's aged pretty well. I still enjoy it. So you get a chance. You want to go back, check that out. Um, and man, from there, that's, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it for me. Okay, man. Okay. <laughs> Good Good okay. Oh man, that's too funny, man. 
Steve and his list, man. I look I forward to it every time. Like, yeah. bro, it's 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 funny. We talk, we mess with Steve about it, but like, it's always something. I'll be like, damn, I want to check that out. Uh-huh. You know, so I yeah. appreciate it. It's just, I, I just be like, man. I know it gives on me, Judge, man. man. <laughs> I know. Uh, that that could be a segment. That could be a segment itself. I know, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's me cool. being a realtor and moving around, man. I, yeah. you know, I have my music. I be in the car like mm. a lot, so I'm rolling. And uh, so I just put something on. Yeah. Get me point A to B. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy it, man. I, I really appreciate because it, it definitely gives me something to do. As far as like what I'm looking for, like listening to stuff, and you know, it's yeah. like mine. I pretty much listen to Migos one week. That's it. And then I started listening to everything else the second week. Um, man, I'm going to jump right into this uh, this news segment, man. I really don't have a lot of news. It's just like a bunch of random stuff okay. that happened. Um, and that's how, how, you know, life is kind of set up with me. Um, the first <laughs> thing is <laughs> random stuff happening. First things first, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. In Philly in game seven, man. Uh, yeah. Ice uh. Trey. That's all I got to say about that. Uh. See y'all at the finals. Uh, <laughs> you gotta get past Milwaukee. Now I'm just saying, man. I'm another, just saying. It's, another it's, it's, it's team I didn't see pass. I didn't see that at all. I didn't play one supposed to be there. After the injuries, I was like, man. Yeah. I think Even Harden was pretty much playing hurt, right? Yeah. Even after the injuries, I didn't see it. No, oh, with yeah. the injuries, I was like, eh. <laughs> There's a chance, but still, though, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm talking about, man. We, we're gonna see them in the in the finals and, and see what happens. Hey, you want to um, go to the game? No, nah, yeah, I want to go to the game. I would want to. I've been to one before, but like I mean, a playoff game. But when's the next time you think the Hawks gonna be in the Eastern Conference Finals? Probably man. next year. Like they Hell like no. bro. <laughs> <laughs> probably next year. Uh, take advantage of this shit. Exactly. That's why I'm like, hey, let's let's get a ticket. Let's just be in the atmosphere. Let's see. Let's see. Hey, um, niggas ain't coming back. Bro, they'll be back, man. They're a young team. They got some solid players on the team and they they playing with each other. You know, they're benefiting from one of the most lucky years. Man. Ever. You know how I many superstars are out? Like, yeah, yeah. Bro, they have no easy, easy go with uh, Philly. No, I mean, they did benefit from some, you know, incompetent coaching also, too. Yeah. So, I mean, and then yeah. you have a man, Ben Simmons, who's afraid to even dunk bro, on. I've seen the stat uh, that, that I was embarrassed to. to yeah. To even see, bro. This dude, out of seven games, this man took three shots in the fourth quarter. Ridiculous. <laughs> it makes you, it just makes you wonder. Like, you have to, the, the natural assumption is like, well, what is Doc telling him? Or is there, is there a real problem that's happening? I think it's him, man. I don't I think even think it's, it's Doc. I think it, yeah, I think it's Ben. I think, I think Ben needs to, I think probably, you know why, why would you be, why wouldn't you take him out the game? It's, it's that's, your, that's, your that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what as a coach. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. As a coach, you see the game is on the line, and he's not doing what he's supposed to. You got to make adjustments. That's that's all this game. Yeah, is. you definitely got to make, make, yeah, make, make adjustments. Adjustment, but I mean, 
that's his point guard. So he got he got to go with his point guard. Got you. But at the end of the day, you're gonna have to be responsible responsible I'm, for those decisions. Yeah. So. I mean, he ain't never said he, you know, he like I like Coach Doc. Doc, I fuck with Doc. You know, shit. He he made a decision, he stuck with it, and you gotta be good with it. Win, lose, or draw. That's true. You do gotta answer for what you put out there on the uh, court. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, if you putting a nigga out there who won't dunk on a free dunk, like that's on you. Bruh. <laughs> I was I was like Lord Jesus. He was psyching himself out. That's all it was. That's it. That's it. I, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think at this point he need to go see someone to get him through whatever it is. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, you know, sports is tough, man. The sports yeah. media is tough. Oh, for sure. Yeah. More kill folks. Yeah. Yep. Where is he at now? Is there something in Philly? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Carson Wentz. It might be. Hey, yeah. It might you be. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm on to something. It might be. Could be. Could be. Could be. The city not. of brotherly love is a, a, a toxic place. Love. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very yeah. toxic place, man. Why not? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It might be, man. Um, also, man, I want to make sure I wish you guys happy Father's Day um, before we go any further. Um, and, and everything. And all the fathers out there listening, man, happy Father's Day to you guys as well. Um, music festivals are back. One of my favorites. One of, like, we we go every year to one music fest. Last two years, we haven't been. One year, we had a baby. Then COVID the last year. But it is back this year, so I'm excited that uh, we're going and everything. That's, like, one of the things that me and my wife does every year like tradition so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool but then I started noticing like all these other festivals it's a, actually a festival in Nashville I think me and Steve talked about it a few weeks ago um, I can't remember it's like a new venue or something like that um, up there that I want to see and check out man but um, just wanted to let you guys know festival season is upon us and they're back so yeah, yeah. I've seen a, I saw a lineup for uh uh, I think it's one. It's called One Night in Vegas or something. Like yeah, that. bro, that's yeah. that lineup is gonna be so stupid. Crazy. <laughs> they Vegas pulling out all the stops. They're trying to get people back there. That's, that's man. Yeah. Did y'all see Kendrick Lamar? Is uh yeah. I mean, you know what that means right. Vegas. You know what that means, right? What he coming he out with music. something? He coming with new music. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait, man. It's like it's like you know things are are have been missing, and Kendrick Lamar has been missing. Look at G's face. When, yeah, I was you like, I ain't even got to say nothing. I ain't even got to say shit. She like, I ain't gonna hold my bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't finna say nothing, bro. Until I see, until I see that shit pop up. I right. <laughs> That nigga oh, might have retired. Man. Like, this nigga gone, bro. He ain't trying to do no damn music. It's he ain't a done deal. Why would it? Yeah, I mean. He ain't got to. He ain't got to. Ain't no fire under that man. Nah. <laughs> That's all right. When he does come out with something, I'll check it out. How about yeah. that? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> that's too funny. Hey, shout out to uh, the Olympics, man. Oh, yeah. um, all the the few the Olympians they're they're competing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh basically during the week, um, 
they're doing the Olympic trials and everything now, man. So shout out to all those athletes. Y'all know me and track. I love it. So yeah. What's that then, lady's name? Oh, uh, with the orange hair. Shakara oh, Richards. Yeah. yeah. Bro, she reminds me of Flojo so bad. So much, bro. Hey, she, I, was, uh, she was gone. Yeah. I y'all remember y'all remember that high school in Friday Night Lights that beat beat them? I think they beat them at the end. I don't remember. Uh, I know you're talking called, about it's, it's, a, it's a black high school. She went to that high school. Oh, um, for real? Yeah. It's uh Carter High School, bro. She was bad in high school, bad at LSU. Mm-hmm. I see blazing the track in the professional ranks, man. I'm, you know, I'm excited to see her on the world world uh stage because uh you got uh Shelly Ann Frazier mm-hmm. and it's a it's another lady from Africa mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like that. her trial was like she ran, I think she's the world league now. I don't know how to say her name though. Mm-hmm. Um, dog. But she basically she's in the world league right now, mm-hmm. uh, fastest woman in the world right now. So I look forward to the to the Olympics, man. Um, because that I'm gonna be honest with you, that's the only time I feel like cheering for the United States. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I feel that. Yeah, God I, damn, I feel that kinda, too. Kind of deep, right there. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you said. It. <laughs> yeah, right. like that's it. it's it's and the and I hate that it's that way for me. Mm. You know, because like mm-hmm. for so many times we don't have anything to reach back to. Yeah, but that's the only time that we're rooting for our country. And I'm and for me, it's every sport, <laughs> like kayaking. I have never looked at. Kayaking on TV, <laughs> but you know who I want to win? Fucking the United, United States. Man, <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, what? <laughs> do we get what, that no. medal? Huh? I said, do we get that medal? Oh, right, that's a, that's all I'm saying. Go. go. Yeah, man. But now uh, I think I think Olympics are amazing. Um, these trials. Shout out to fucking Justin Gatlin, thirty nine year old, ran nine point nine three. He didn't it's make it to the Olympics, but this man ran in nine point nine. That, that, that time didn't make the Olympics. No, nah, it was in the semifinal. Oh, dang. Yeah, I think he got he. I think he was about to pull something or something, but he pulled back on the on the in the finals. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, shout out to him, man, because he like thirty nine, thirty nine years old, been running since two thousand four, got banned. And came back and competed as an Olympian. So uh yeah, wasn't he with uh Marion Jones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. He won gold in 2004. The next Olympics he was banned. Mm-hmm. Came back in 2012. Mm-hmm. That man has had one of the longest track careers I have ever seen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and still can fly. Yeah, so, that's, that's fine. <laughs> that time. Um, what else I got, man? Juneteenth was this past weekend. How did you guys celebrate? Man, I was in Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to link up with you too, be. bro. I know. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like, I was going to, and then man, it started raining. Yeah, and we went back to the hotel and and took a nap and woke up. It was six o'clock. 
<laughs> it was like, dang, we got to be at dinner at nine. Yeah. And it was still raining. It was like, yeah, we ain't doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. So, but nah, if you want to be somewhere for June 10th, uh, I think Atlanta's a great place to visit. Yeah. Because they have, it's like June 10th everywhere. And then also, you know, everywhere. just looking just looking at Atlanta itself, you know, is, I don't know if the ratio is predominantly back, but you know, when we look at Atlanta, it's mostly us doing some, you know, doing great things, uh-huh. owning things and, and all of that. So just picture doing, you know, say having June temp and being in, as they call it, Black Hollywood in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, it's a sight to see, man. It's, it's a real good time. Uh, shout out to Sweets. Uh, I went to Sweets Food Lounge for brunch. Uh-huh. Yo. That That's thing was about this shit. That <laughs> thing was a day party. If y'all been to day parties, that's a part of why we went and took a nap. Look, they had homeless mimosas. As soon as you said you took a nap, I was like, this was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. Wait, we was like, I'm never doing that again. It might <laughs> be over. I love day parties, man. Yeah, that's they like homecomings. It. Hey, you do the day party and you're like, I ain't going to the night party. I'm done right. for the day. I'm done. Wake up and like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Great time. Yeah, you're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a great time, man. They had something going on in the park. It was it was really, really nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> yo, I, I, before we get out, you know, the June 10th part, we I got I don't know the security person's name, but they were setting up for the you know in the park to to do the June 10th thing with all the vendors in this uh I don't know if he was what white or if he was just from a different type, you know, different uh uh ethnicity. ethnicity. Uh but he came over, it's like, hey, what what event y'all got going on here? And this black security scar said. It's June 10th. You know the day they freed the slaves. And I was like, <laughs> man, my wife just busted out laughing. And dude was like, oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> it was like, yeah, he made a point. He had to make sure to let him know. All right. All right. It ain't just yeah, doing it. June 10th. It's the day they freed the slaves. Um, so it was hilarious, man. Atlanta is a great place, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> bro. It's it's you. You do realize. Well, I I take it back. We don't realize how many people don't know about this. Yeah, it's not a huge deal. It really isn't. It's not. It's a, you know. It's funny to me. It's just when this whole sequence of events of things that have taken place since you know the pandemic started with George Floyd, with the social justice, with the protests. People were protesting all around the world. You know, mm-hmm. and like Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday is like, I mean, is that the beginning of, of something or is that just the capstone to this? Because now the pandemic is kind of old over. People's attention is a bit diverted now. People want to get outside. It's summertime. The sun dresses is out. You know what I'm saying? I just hope people don't feel, you know, just satisfied with um, yeah you know, Juneteenth. And I hope there's some like genuine, like kind of education Mm -hmm. because if it is a federal holiday, there's gotta be a lot that comes with it with just educating people on like, I think we have a problem with that in this country of like just having selective amnesia when it comes to certain events and and celebrating them and and things like that. Um, So, yeah. 
you know. Yeah, and then on, and, and, and then on top of that, I, I actually like someone was telling me that you know December was actually when like the last slaves were freed or something like that. So oh, yeah, yeah, I don't like that's and that's the thing, man. I <clears throat> to answer your question, I hope it's not the capstone because that's just like making it a national holiday. It's it's good and all, but it doesn't fix the issue. It doesn't even uh, for me. Uh, it doesn't touch the issue, right? You know, because we have bigger problems in the community than you know. Now y'all starting to recognize. Okay, this is what happened because the significance of Juneteenth is is not only that the slaves were free. The significance is slaves. Were, the emancipation was signed in 1963. This happened in 1860. I mean, not 19, but 1863. This happened in 1865. Yeah. Two years later, two years after, they had freed the slave. The information got to Texas, and so oh, that's the fucking gap. Right, oh, ass niggas down here. <laughs> like y'all know, I, I got a plenty to say about these white folks down here, but uh. Yeah, it, it took them that long. Because it's like, it, all we kept saying this weekend, because we was down in Galveston, uh, which was kind of cool, because it was like, damn, this is where the shit happened. But uh, <clears throat> all I kept saying was like, these niggas knew. <laughs> like, right. Like, they knew. <laughs> like, the white people knew. The, like the enslaved people knew. Everybody fucking knew what was going on. It wasn't that nobody knew, and the, the news had just got there. It's just it wasn't enforced until right. two years later. It didn't, it took the military coming in and saying like, hey, like this shit over before it finally was set in motion for real. And, you know, we had talked a few weeks ago or whatever about like um, the little article that I had posted in one of the mm-hmm. slacks about the people that they found <clears throat> that had still been basically enslaved. I don't yeah. remember where it was. I want to say it was Mississippi just because I always think it's Mississippi. But uh, <laughs> seems like that'd be the right place, right? Yeah, because Mississippi, <laughs> goddamn. But um, I think it was Mississippi, though. Like they still were enslaved there yeah. up until like nineteen fifties or sixties. Until they, yeah, like sixty. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. I have That's to find that. Enslaved. We gotta get that to you, right? So you can yeah. read that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's actually like, were they share crime? No, hell no. They were slaves. They were slaves. They were slaves. These niggas were slaves. This was not sharecropping. Yeah. This was, it was like, no, nah, you're not going nowhere. And they pretty <laughs> much, get no information. they didn't want to talk about yeah. it either. They hid yeah. all the information. They, uh, yep. they didn't have TVs under that. So they just didn't know it was going on. Yeah. They were still stuck <laughs> so on the plantation. Their parents were slaves and yep. this kept up. What? Yeah. yeah I, the seen, story, I seen the, the article the uh, went, yeah. later tonight. The way that the article went, it was a lady and she was doing some research trying to figure out like where her people were from. And mm-hmm. so when she found out information about where her people were from, she started doing like a like going on the circuit and kind of talking in different places. And she found out as she was doing these talks, people were coming up to her at the end of these talks and saying like, hey, like I was actually a slave. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I was recently freed in the 60s. Like I don't talk to people about this shit because it's like under wraps, that kind of thing. But the, mm-hmm. these people were still afraid to that day that yep. they could still be grabbed and taken back to the plantation yeah. if they talked about the fact that they had just been freed that recently. 
It was wild. It was it was probably the saddest shit I ever read. Yeah, <laughs> like we like the, it was, like we talked about it. Yeah, like See, in the, the Slack that stuff. day. They don't want you to know. They don't want to talk about. It. Like even now, like them kind of like the, with the Black Wall Street. Um, you know, LeBron and them came out with a um, thing on CNN. Him and uh, Maverick Carter. It's called like Dream something, but it was like they're really telling the story of Black Wall Street. And it's just wild to me to think that there was people from Tulsa, grew up in Tulsa, Black people, mm-hmm. saying that we never learned anything about this massacre. Yeah. Like, in yeah. School yeah. Or elementary school. It wasn't until we got to college and my African American studies teacher is telling me this. And I'm raising my hand in class like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I'm from Tulsa and I've never even heard of that. So what are you talking about? Isn't that just crazy? That's the craziest thing in the world, bro. Like when we watched the documentary, I was like, I didn't find out about this until I was like 26, 27 years old. And then not to mention, like, that's not the worst one. Right. They're like countless uh, and even in, I mean, even in Chattanooga, and no one talks about the what happened there. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot that's happened. Yeah, they did <laughs> even, some shit even like even that in Memphis yeah. on Bill Street. Like yep. Bill Street was the same way. Like mm-hmm. they came through and, and basically slaughtered all the motherfucking people. <laughs> it's just white people are crazy, bro. Just yeah. for yeah. for lack yeah. of better words, like that's yeah. that's what I default to. Yeah, there's, you know, it's funny because I know, I know you said you're a, um, a psychologist. Yeah. Um, there's a clip. Um, there's a, I guess it's a new channel, the, the Black News Network. I think it has uh, Mark Lamont Hill uh-huh. on there and he's interviewing a, uh, a uh, she's a forensic psychologist, gotcha. psychiatrist. And she was doing a virtual talk at Yale and she was just talking about like the importance of acknowledging like negative thoughts that those who can like kind of identify and acknowledge that I do have these thoughts can deal with them better than somebody that's just like repressing them because they can come out in negative ways and things like that. And she had made a a comment about a fantasy she had about um, using a, like a 38 pistol and and just shooting any white person she saw, you know, trying to get in her way and just wiping the blood away on her shirt and walking off with a bounce in her step. And it was taken like those comments were like kind of taken out of contents and yeah and ran with like by the right wing media whatever like that and it wasn't kind of, it wasn't even acknowledged that like at the talk you know the 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 response was very positive to like what she was saying and like trying to people were trying to break down and understand like well what would make a black person have these type of thoughts or feelings or behaviors and i think that's right there the crux of the matter like white people really don't get it. Like, why would black people be angry or upset or want to, like, shoot white people up? Right. I'm not saying we're going to do that, but, like, that's the type of rage, you know, you can, mm-hmm. you know, instill in, in, in people when you when you treat people, you know, this way historically, and you guys act like it that didn't even happen. Yeah. You just act like, you know, it's just wild, but she made the the claim that she feels like as a whole, there's kind of a collective psychopathy that's happening with white people, even like through history, like they say that, oh, you discovered America, you did this or did that. 
What do you mean discovered America? There were people already here and you right. <laughs> like you don't even acknowledge that. Like it's some it's it's yeah. at, at a at a certain level you have to ask yourself is like are you got are you okay? Yeah. Is something you, wrong for real? Is something wrong? <laughs> How do you just think like if it doesn't have anything to do with you? You just act as if it never existed. Exactly. Oh, well, my, if it doesn't my, have my anything to do with slaves. your narrative of yourself, then it, it didn't. It never happened. It's like I'll nah, send, that I'll, didn't. I'll send you guys the clip, man, because it's it's just like it just made you just like. Well, I mean, it kind of kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. Crazy. I, to go back to the real question, I don't think I think it's still the beginning. Uh, I know I told. G and Tommy that I felt like the whole thing was in the Bible we talk about the 400 years and when everything and you know it recently came up and a lot of people was looking for things but I I, I think it's happening just not you know we ain't getting no superpowers or nothing crazy yeah. like that <laughs> but I think with what's happening it's so convenient and it's like oh it's happening because now people are like you have no choice to be ultra like people have to be aware mm-hmm. you got a pandemic then you got all these things that's like rolling on from not only the movies of we're us talking about all these historical black figures that have went through whatever but everything like i think it's just rolling and i don't think it's nah i don't think this is the Cause I've even I've read I read an article not too long ago and it was a lot of local. They were talking about because of all of this, there's a lot of like local, you know, saying governments and things that are like talking about reparations yeah, and stuff I've like that. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, somebody so, passed a reparations law. Yeah. Yeah. North Carolina yeah. was it? It was North Carolina. You said most local places have, have, have passed. I know there was one big judgment in California actually for a black family who owned some like. A lot of beachfront property. Yep. Yeah, I remember that happened. The yep. city, and they had to return it to them, and I think it was worth like ninety-two million dollars. Yeah, you know, at this point, so yeah, it, it's going to be interesting, you know, to see because I think not just local governments and the federal government and things like that, but um, also like corporations too, because there was a lot of corporations that were involved in discriminatory practices and. You know, things like that, too. You got to hold them to account. Like, if you know, notice, like, last year, like, removing Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben, and, you know, this, like, yeah, that's all good on the surface, but what what, what else are you going to do? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did want to bring up one thing because I was, like, paying attention to it. The FHA, you know, FHA Federal Housing Authority, mm-hmm. um, they have the loan program, and um, I think it's called HUD. Is it, yeah, HUD. Basically, yeah. they remove the. Like, I I think when you get in the FHA loan, they if if they won't accept the uh, income based repayment. But uh, I I think in August it's going to be like everybody has to do it. But um, some lenders can now remove that, so they can actually accept your income based repayment and base the um, the loan or whatever the debt to income um, ratio off of what your income based repayment is and not the 1% of your loan. Oh, uh, you talking about the student loans? Yeah, the student loan yeah. thing. So what they're doing is uh, instead of the the 1%, they're doing that 0. 0.5. They're doing a half of that. Oh, okay. Done that. okay. A lot of people in there uh, that couldn't qualify because their debt to income ratio was too high. Yeah, because uh, of the student loans. Yeah, their student loans, and instead of that one percent, 
they're actually gonna cut it by half. So that's gonna open up a lot of a lot that of opens up the door for a lot yeah, of people. Man. people from that and, and a lot of people of color, man. Oh yeah. A lot of people got student loans, man. And you know, I think about that all the time. Like, what does that mean? Especially if you just got out of school, you're trying to get a job, mm-hmm. you know, how how are people getting homes and things like that yeah. with all that student loan debt? I just wonder like how much more difficult it difficult is it to get a home or right. purchase that a was, car or, or something like that. That was the one big thing that like when we tried a few years ago, like we couldn't get a, get approved because of the amount of student loans I had um, and stuff. And, you know, they wouldn't accept the income-based repayment plan. And uh, the 1% just, you know, was way too much for me. So um, I think that's big. That's a step in the right direction. I think as a country, we're in the right direction. Um, I think as a people, we do have to take the opportunity to teach. We have to learn but we also have to have to be teachers as well. We can't get mad. And, and I think me, Greg, and Steve, I think Greg and Steve had the same answer and mine was different <laughs> from theirs. That's how it usually is. But uh <laughs> but no, I, I think that like the opportunities are there. Like the opportunity with the with you and the, with the security guard and that other guy, um, the guy, you know, just having the conversation about what it's about. You know, bringing it to the forefront. So I, I love the idea that Juneteenth has really become a national federal holiday. Like that's huge. Now let's expound on it. Let's let's keep going. Let's keep this this mark that what as the saying. Let's keep the foot on the neck, pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's keep going and moving forward with that. Um, one last thing I want to bring up. Um, Wing Stop is now going to be um, serving thighs. <laughs> uh Rick Ross in a recent interview was talking about uh you know thigh stop and, and improving wing stop. Uh, He's serious. Thigh stop. Thigh stop. And so what are they, gonna do? they have a menu. I think it's either gonna be a menu or an actual restaurant that only like you know how wing stop serves wings is thighs thighs stop is gonna serve thighs, you know. Uh, because it's a wing shortage, apparently. So, really? uh, wow. <laughs> apparently, apparently, but I, I just think, think that's, that's uh, I look at the things that Rick Ross does, and why not drumsticks? I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It don't sound the same, bro. Like, it's more, it's more wild at thigh than the drumstick, and it don't flow. Turkey legs, <laughs> yeah, turkey legs. It don't flow. It, it don't flow like wings. I don't know. You gonna have some sauce up fast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. No, nah, but I think I think that's cool. What Rick Ross is doing, man. Um, he's just really just innovating and keeps getting better and better. Dude, Rick yeah. Ross is one of my favorite rappers too. So. Y'all see where he said he be cutting his grass? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw him on a uh, on a live, and he was in his tractor cutting yeah. grass, and he was talking. And yeah. I, you know, I like to hear Ross talk, but he was he was I saw it. he was actually doing it, but I, he doesn't do it alone though. No, he uh, said he got a couple people to help. Him. Yeah, that's yeah. he got a lot of acres. Yeah. He said but he, he does. fly commercial. Yeah, I don't. Know. Well, I gotta see him fly commercial first. Yeah, that's <laughs> be on the plane with him. What up, Ross? That's Ross. <laughs> well, hey, one first time I sat in first class, uh, 
you know, it was one of the upgrades. So it's like, we looked at the price, it was like, hey, let's take it. This ain't bad. Okay. So just to see what it's about. So we sat in it for the first time we was headed to Miami and I got to sit. And unfortunately, the seats were two different seats. So she said, like, the seat yeah. in front of me, and I sat in the seat behind her. But I sat right beside this guy, and he was, like, super cool. He he actually lived in the actual Columbia, uh, and he was headed back, and we were just talking. So it, picture, you know, bumping up to first class, and Ross is on the plane, and you're yeah. sitting beside him, and it's like, yo, hey, what's going on? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 up in first class, just two seats there. And, yeah, uh, man. You know, just you and him. Yeah. <laughs> And they're bigger and comfier, so I get it. Yeah. I'm going to have to fly first class one day. Hey, they give you that option to bump up. Take it. Take it. Take it. If you want to. Man, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention all that, man. Um, That ran a little long, man, but, hey, we're here. We're here. Ola in the building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Father, rapper, Uh crew committee TV. All right. All those good things, man. Hustler. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, is in the building, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Man. Um, oh, well, I guess I'll I kind of like talk about me and me and his relationship a little bit, and we can get into just like I guess just shoot questions at him, man, whenever y'all get the feeling. But man, I met O at 18. And old man, like we would cut each other's hair, man. And uh, you know, somehow this Negro started uh started rapping. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, one day. Somehow. We don't know how, but he somehow started rapping, man. But um O has always been cool, man. Always been a good friend and and always enjoyed his music personally. Um, he got a song yeah. called Tanya Hart, and I think the first time I heard it, and it's an old song, it's like 10 years old now. Um, when I first heard that song, I was just remembering who Tanya Harding was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called him. I remember that conversation. I was like, bro, this song is hard. That's all I got to say. <laughs> there you go. And as humble as he was, he was like, I appreciate it, man. So um, I was always glad I was able to call you and let you know that, hey, I appreciate your music, man. But I'm glad that you're here on the podcast with us, man. I've been trying to get you on here since we started um, having guests and everything, and you finally here. Um, So the first question I want to ask you, O, is where did your inspiration to rap come from? Uh, I'd probably say initially it's probably kind of a little peer, peer pressure. Um, I had just moved to Laverne actually from uh, Louisville. So it was like seventh grade. And, you know, the people I was hanging with, they was at the lunch table, you know, you know, hitting it. And everybody's <laughs> rapping. And it's like, I guess this is what we're doing. So, uh, you know, start start rapping from there. So, like, yeah, this is seventh grade. Uh, let's see, Ludacris, uh, back for the first time, just coming out, Trick Daddy, uh, Jay-Z. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are kind of the, you know, inspirations, you know, initially. And then, you know, as you, as you, you start to, get familiar with it and 
get comfortable with it. You start formulating your own style and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think in, in college, it was just like, just kind of finding like-minded people, you know what I'm saying? They're doing, it wasn't a lot of people making music like that at AUT, yeah. but, um, you know, funny thing is like, while I was up there, um, I don't know, you know, Arian Foster, yeah. um, he ended up uh, playing for the Houston Texans running back. Yeah. You know, I used to, I used to rap with him. Um, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. At UT. The funny thing is, his, his roommate, David Holbert, he's from Nashville also. He went to Brentwood Academy and I knew him when I was in high school. He's like, like a year older than me. And uh, he was in a group with a um, with a, a friend of mine, but they were cousins with someone that went to school with me, um, a cat by the name of Khalil. And David would used to come over, you know, uh, to, to a friend of mine's place back in high school mm. and, and rap. And I didn't really, you know, people would tell me, oh, yeah, he played football or whatever like that. But we didn't know because uh, my other homie, he played football too. But um, yeah, man, like fast forward, you know, UT, you know, I'll come up to the room, they rapping and stuff like that. And he, he had bars in too, man. So, um, yeah, uh, you remember Evan? Evan uh, Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we started, you know, connecting and, and making music and stuff. And his older brother made music. And then Mike Russell, yeah. you know, uh, we stayed in Knoxville Place that whole yeah. summer. We was locked in, man. Like, just standing in Knoxville <laughs> Place recording. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the first time we, like, printed CDs. That was the first time I ever, like, printed CDs. Yeah, there you so, go. You know, back then it was like more about the hustle and the grind, you know, getting it out the trunk. You know, uh, Houston was going crazy, you know, was selling stuff out the trunk. And, you know, that's just kind of the the, the background that I came from, seeing Master P and the, mm. the Swisher houses and, you know what I'm saying? So just kind of applying that, you know, to my grind and then coming back to Nashville and, and then just kind of seeing like where the scene was at. And, you know, seeing how I can contribute and, you know, I don't know. I just, I just like to make, uh, I like to make music that is going to make you feel some type of way. I never want you to just be like, oh, that was cool. No, either you love it or you, or you hate it. Yeah. That's, that's the way I like it. You know what I'm saying? At least you felt something, you know what I'm saying? You might not be able to figure out right then, but at least you felt, you know, something. So, I don't know. It was kind of long winded way to answer. Where the inspiration comes from. So, uh, yeah. Nah, that's cool, man. I, yeah. I I definitely appreciate that. Um, one thing when I listen to your music, I always look at the the title of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had that song Tanya Harden. Um, I don't know how you say this man's name, but Jordan was on the uh, was on the uh, the picture. Of the song, it was uh, Oren Ike or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the or what is it? Oh, what song? What, what, what is this for? It was uh, Craig Elo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Craig Elo, the Craig. shot over Elo. That's yeah, that's that's the Jordan, um, the Bulls game versus uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, when he uh, shot the game winner. Um, yeah, across the uh, Cavaliers. I don't, I don't know if anybody's seen Last Dance, but uh, Ron Harper talks about 
he was saying like Elo wasn't supposed to be on him for that last play. Yeah. It was actually supposed to be Ron Harper. But the right. coach was a little like, man, Elo get him and, you know, end up scoring on him or whatever like that. But, um, you know, yeah, that, that that's a joint. I love doing jazzy joints. I grew up on jazz. I didn't grow up on hip hop like coming up. You know, my, my parents are a bit older. And yeah. My dad, like he had me listen to, to jazz music for the most part. So I tend to kind of uh, trend towards some of those jazzier tracks or whatever like that. But yeah, man, I love kind of trying to capture like moments. So like it's a good reference for you to go back to when you when you listening to it and um, it's something to connect to. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was dope, man. Like the, just the, like, I love music like that. It kind of like tells the story mm-hmm. of what's going on of that time Appreciate and stuff it. like that. Um, you got another song, Cassius Clay. Of course, oh, yeah. we know who that is, Muhammad Ali. Right. Right. Um, right. You know, um, just to kind of like, like go to some of the recent ones. Can I talk my shit again? Oh yeah. Like listen, listen, let's go through that, man. Go through that moment because I know from from that song, it had been a while before you had released some some like some music. Yeah. So what was what was going on when you was uh when you actually wrote that song and then when you uh was recording it? You know, it's funny because like when I make make music, it's never one of those things like where I just sit down in one sitting and and finish a record. I, I really do that this much these days just because I don't have as much time, um, you know, to be able to, you know, uh, sit in long sessions and, and, and make stuff. So, you know, I had been sitting with that beat for a while and that beat is actually from a producer, um, from a guy in, in New Jersey by the name Genghis Don, And I've been sitting for that with that track for a while. And like I was saying, I, I, I really love the jazzy joints. And I think it was just kind of like listening to somebody, I, I don't know, that's just really just cocky with this type of bravado and just kind of, uh, you know, kind of the thought process behind, behind it was like, if somebody's singing this song, I want them to feel confident. I want them to feel braggadocious be able to talk. So like when it's one of those songs, like when you, you could be rapping it to somebody and they just like, Ugh, like, what is he, you know, <laughs> you, you, you in a mood, you in a mode, it's a, it's, a, it's a certain, you know, feeling. So that, that's, that was kind of the inspiration, you know, behind that one. But, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't really these days, like sit down in one session. I might do a piece here. I do a lot of writing when I'm driving, actually going to and from, uh, places the the notes on my phone and use the voice recorder and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, yeah, that that was that's that's kind of where that came from there. Man, that's dope, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't want to just just take up all the questions and stuff, man. But I've always wanted to ask you these questions when it came to your music because you, for me, you were like the closest person that I knew at the time, at the moment, that rapped. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, going over uh, Evan's house and mm-hmm. he making a beat and you in the closet rapping, mm-hmm. you know, and then I get on that thing and try to make a beat and be like, man, what is this that you're sitting uh, up here? No, I think I might have a record with Tommy T. Do you? Some, some, I, I think we can find it because I think Justin may still have it. Oh you my God, man. I think it was, it was it you, was it, uh, remember Santana? 
Yeah, I remember Santana. I think he was on there, man. Tommy T rapping. <laughs> Y'all heard of him rapping before? Find it, please send it to Yo, me. No? No. no. Oh, man. <laughs> I would love to hear it. Share that with us. Her Share trash. That with but, bro, if you, oh, yeah, if you yeah. got it, yeah, please I'll, send it I'll, to I'll me. I'll see if I can find it, man. I'll see if I can find it. That is too funny, man. Yeah. Um, Did y'all have something? Because I can keep going. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just letting you finish. <laughs> Unload yeah, clip and I, shit. I, I so I you want to Yeah. No, y'all got something. Jump in, man. No, nah, man. You've been going back to back to back. It's like, as soon as he stopped talking, you like, yeah, here goes some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. All right. Go ahead, Tommy. No, yeah. finish out your list, man. You oh, okay. Okay. Oh, man. In your, in your music, man, what message do you want to relate to? To your listeners, you know, I think one one big message recently is it's it's okay to go at your own pace. It's a, it's okay in in this era of, of social media and Instagram, we're so easy to see images of people's lives at their best moments and stuff like that. It can it can really put pressure on you, make you feel like, oh man, I gotta get here, I gotta do this, I gotta keep up, I gotta post, I gotta do that. But you know, hey, it's okay to go at your own pace because you have no idea what that individual has been through or the type of growth that they went through or sacrifice or what they might not be really even happy. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's that's one thing recently that I've been trying to stress and emphasize is okay to, you know, go at your own pace, you know, just don't stop. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Keep, you you know, even if it's, you know, we get a a penny a minute, that's okay. But just, just keep on going. And those people that are in your life that are, you know, pushing you and asking like, Hey, are you, are you still doing music, man? I haven't heard nothing here recently or whatever like that. You gotta, you gotta really appreciate those people, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it might not be music. It might be, you know, you might be trying to become a software engineer or, you know, try to write a book or do a podcast and they, but they are still encouraging you in, in their own way. So I say that that's, that's a big message. Um, I, I've been, I, I really try to incorporate into the music. That's dope. That's dope. I like that message, man. Um, yeah, I tell myself that all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, one last thing, man, and I'm going I'm to turn the mic over to you guys, man. Um, I talked to you about uh, Cruel Committee TV uh-huh. a couple years ago, and you was doing the interviews of uh, mm-hmm. Nashville um, rap scene. Uh, and I, I really appreciated those because it, it gave me an opportunity to look at some other rappers in, in, in the Nashville area. Tell me a little bit about Crew Committee and where you are now um, with it and everything. Yeah, uh, you know, Crew Committee TV is a, a platform that uh, started with uh, uh, a friend of mine, two, two friends of mine, uh, Chris Mack. He's a fellow artist out of Nashville, really dope artist, and Brandy Janae. Um, She's a, a R&B singer. She's actually on Black Scene Blues, the, the record I'm about to release here um, uh, soon. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was 2016, I think around September or so. It was just like, kind of like, they were really getting into the camera stuff. And I was just, you know, kind of just noticing. I was just like, man, wow, you know, I, I know all these artists. There's nobody doing this. Like, 
why, why doesn't somebody pull up to the show and just interview people? And like, I, I went ahead and set it up. I reached out to the, you know, event planner or the, you know, the promoter. He's like, yeah, that's cool. And I reached out to the artist. Everybody was cool. And I think, you know, one big thing was just like, I was also an artist too. And they, mm-hmm. they respected and, you know, didn't mind. And, and on top of that, nobody was doing anything, you know, like that. Um, I think one big thing, you know, with our scene and how it's going to actually grow is like, it's, it's like us celebrating our own. You know what I'm saying? I know, but I didn't see anybody doing that at the time. I think it's one of those things too, like if nobody's filming it, then how do you even know it exists? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you even want to check for artists out of Nashville? What are they doing? What visually, what are they doing that's visually appealing, um, you know, to even, you know, check for So uh, I just felt like we were kind of filling the void. And it's, it's one of those things too, it's just like, you know, there's been so many occasions where uh, maybe somebody doesn't want to work with me on a song, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, they find out I do Crew Committee TV, everybody wants an interview. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody wants to tell their story. Everybody wants that acknowledgement. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants that look. So a lot of times, you know, like they may even not even know I, I make music. Mm-hmm. So I'll get in you know, with my team and, and, and we'll, we'll do an interview. I do my research and, and whatnot and, you know, and studying and, and finding out more about them, you know, you kind of find out, you know, what, what things are they doing well, um, you know, to get them ahead as artists and as teams and stuff like that. Or you find out that, man, they don't even really know what they're doing. They just, you know, uh-huh. make, try to make it happen just like everybody else. And, you know, in that just kind of discovery, they find out that, uh, they find out that uh, we make music and they check us out and like, wait a minute, y'all are actually pretty good artists, man. And y'all do this? Oh man, this is this is crazy. So that that kind of, uh, you know, segued into us throwing events. We do a lot of successful events in, in, in Nashville too, as far as shows and things like that. And just kind of, you know, we was just trying to be a resource for, mm-hmm. for, the, for the scene. That, that's the biggest thing because scenes don't grow without those type of resources mm-hmm. and, and safe places for for artists to grow into fellowship and all those type of things. So that's kind of where Crew Committee um, was started. But as far as like where we're going and where we at right now, it's kind of going through a rebranding, uh, you know, process. Um, you know, one thing I, I learned is that the the audience is only going to be as big as the people that you're covering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Nashville still has a long way to grow as far as artists concerned, as far as like being able to get attention and marketing themselves and things like that. So just trying to come up with new innovative ways of telling those stories from artists, you know, from here and and highlighting the creatives and and things like that here. So look out for the new like segments and and things like that and um, new type of content, you know, from Crew Committee TV that's highlighting, um, you know, those artists, you know, from here, because there's just so many dope and talented artists, you know, from here also trying to do collaborations with, you know, people in other cities too, within Tennessee, the Chattanoogas, the, the Memphises, because I think those are the type of connections that also help, you know, like we were just talking about before, like how, how do you, 
you know, um, kind of grab some of that sauce that's coming from Memphis or Chattanooga and things like that. And, you know, even here, like with, with Brown, he's he's hooked up with, with Isaiah before and Tud and Michael Da Vinci and, you know, all those guys. I mean, Michael Da Vinci, I, I've interviewed Michael Da Vinci on Crew Committee TV um, a, a few times. So, you know, that connection is there. So um, that, that's kind of where uh, Crew Committee TV is at right now. That's what's up, man. Yeah. All right, y'all, man. Mike, Mike, <laughs> turn over to y'all, man. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I, we kind of touched on Brandon, um, which is very important. And and uh, looking at it, I want to ask the question: What do you see the brand? Because we see, uh, and I just looked it up, the Cruel Committee here on YouTube, so I was checking that out. Um, but what do you see? Oh, as your brand. Um, as you, what do you see it going in the next five years? Oh man, that, that's a, that's a really that's a good question, an interesting question because there's so many things that I want to do and you know try to accomplish, and I, I have to really sit back and and try to like discipline myself um, on what I'm, you know. Where, where do I see myself, you know, in that time? Is it, is it as a rapper? Is it as somebody who's doing interviews? It is, is it as somebody making, you know, merchandise or, you know, clothing or, you know, there's so many things. And, and I think that uh, it's just important that the team that I'm building now is, is, is a group of people that I, I see myself with, you know, five years from now. So, you know, music, I feel like is, is the, is the, is the gateway, you know, into what I'm, you know, really trying to do. Um, but I, I don't feel like limited by just music because all the people that I look at, you know, it was just kind of the stepping stone, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, like the Donald Glovers or the fifties or, um, yeah, there's, there's so many, man. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like entertainment is, is my wheelhouse. It's not necessarily just, you know, music and, and expression. Um, I, I have more to offer than, than just music. You know, I'm writing, you know, screenplays and, and things like that for, for ideas I've, I've come up with and, um, even trying to, connect with people, you know, with the streaming platforms and things like that. There's all, all, all types of, um, you know, possible opportunities that I, I'm looking at that I'm, I'm trying to project myself and, and put myself in songwriting also too, you know, writing for other artists and things like that. So, um, man, I, I think just like ultimately just trying to be in a position where, you know, if I like what I'm trying to do, like with Cruel Committee now, uh, with so many talented artists that maybe they don't necessarily have the team or the look, you know what I'm saying, or the resources or, or the money, that I'd be able to be in position to be like, no, like, what, what's what's set this up? Let's what's connect this? What's what's put them put these you know put somebody in position? Because I know as an artist now, that's something that I. I ask myself all the time, like, I know there's a lot of successful people from here that maybe you haven't heard about or this or that, but they're not necessarily connecting those dots. 
or mm-hmm. investing that time back in to the city. You know what I'm saying? And I know there's a lot of talented people here. It's just a matter of like, hey, well, this is how you go about doing it. I'm not saying I'm going to give you everything, but hey, this is X, Y, you know, Z. And I think from a like a, a larger visual play, I know I'm kind of uh, segueing from the original question, but I want to make this point. No. You don't have a lot of concrete examples of people like, this is how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, we didn't, we didn't have like, you know, a biggie in our neighborhood, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know, Nashville that like you got to see, like go ride in the neighborhood or he came back with his Rolls Royce and you can see and, you know, come back to the high schools and we didn't, we don't have that. And we don't have that black music pedigree Mm -hmm. either of, of music professionals to like, cultivate and, and, and galvanize that that talent here in Nashville. So it's just like, that's kind of where I want to see myself being in five years. They're like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm getting a, like kids saying like, oh, I'm getting a look from pool committee. You know what I'm saying? So um, that, that that's where I want to be. And I'm going to walk over here with me so I can get my uh, charger. But uh, <laughs> it's real, though. It's real. Yeah, that's what's up, man. This is this is this is this is it. <laughs> I'm going to walk over here so I can get my charger. No, it, it's yeah. all good. And, and it's very it's very interesting that you bring up, you know, that about um us not having that look as far as artists knowing, you know, uh, and I'm sure G can attest to that as far as exactly how to put things together. Or, mm-hmm. hey, this is what we have. Or even like, you know, like those artists coming back to to school showing that it's, it's very prominent because it's crazy because even here, no matter how, seeing that, how successful you can be at doing music, people still look at you with this side eye when you're like, I'm doing music and they still kind of be like, Okay. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Good luck with that. Whereas, but you can look clearly see that it is so much money and is 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 you can be so successful that it. it's a real thing, but yet still kind of like down here in the in the south in certain areas, especially Nashville, people still kind of give you like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your parents for one. Um, oh yeah, for sure. And you know, so I've worked in the music industry down at BMI. I've worked there for 10 years alone, but also did other things uh, outside of that as being an artist myself uh, and then transitioned over into the business world. But just sticking down there on Music Row, uh, on my lunch breaks, I just go walk around, you know, walk through the mm-hmm. neighborhoods and, and stuff like that, you know, to blow off the steam of the of the office life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also looking around like, man, you don't really, you don't see you really do not see like you don't see artists walking in and out. You don't see, you, you know, you may see the execs, but I know them because I've met them before. Uh, mm-hmm. I did an internship at Warner Brothers right across the street from BMI. I've also done an internship at a CC Winers record label. Okay. And even, even at then, I still didn't see like CC or BB, like, like BB has an office there and like, he never comes to it. (laughs) Like it's, it's just there. And it's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, but seeing that is kind of like, man. And then when you mentioned like, we don't have an artist that, you know, comes up, you know, comes to the school. I know one time in Chattanooga artist showed up, but 
you know, it was it was one of the, you know, the kid artists doing the thing. I can't even remember what, yeah. what his song was. I know what you're talking about, too. Yeah, you remember? Was it Peanut? It came to Deadwood. It was, uh, yeah. was it Lil Peanut? We went nah, to school nah, with Lil nah. Peanut. Yeah, we went to school, so we know Peanut. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it was another guy, and he had he actually had a big song. Uh, and I can't remember. He was one of the song dancing was. kids, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and, but you would think that Usher would be the guy. Right. Usher came back and did a concert. Yeah, he did a concert, but... Yeah, that was it, though. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I mean, right. but he... Did it. Did he get free tickets for that? Yeah, it was uh, free tickets. Because I was in middle school, I think, with that. Yeah. You uh, was eighth grade. I think I was six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I mean... You know, and I mean, he, he's he's come back now for little things here and there in Chattanooga. But uh, that's good that you that's very interesting that you bring that up. And, and what I want to ask was, like, if we're just looking at Nashville um, and what's going on here, how um, how do you specifically want to uh, say contribute? Because you got crew, crew community, which is which is awesome uh, to interview those that people may not know about, but what else is it that you would want to do within that community? Cause like I said, like it's so many incredible, like, like I'm looking on here, the first interview I see is Stan. <laughs> from Stan. Yeah and, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I know, you know, I met him from working at city gear and to see his transition mm-hmm. into music and what he's mm-hmm. doing from there. I've seen him perform plenty of times. And then also to know so many other artists, like, like what exactly like what not only what is it that you want to possibly create even if you don't know what that is but also uh what is it that you think that is that that is specifically missing that we that here in Nashville specifically because this is music city but yet only two forms of music is really recognized as gospel and country Right. Uh, right buck is the biggest hip hop artist from Nashville uh, and then behind that will probably be star. And then after that, right. we would have everyone up. But what is it? Um, what is that that thing? You know, what is that feeling when you're out there? I, I think just from so one one thing I'm, I'm a big fan of is like music stories. Like mm-hmm. how 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 did you know these artists come to fruition? What was their story? You know, coming up. And one one big key component that I always see is that it's not just the artists, but there's always like this guy of like a business guy or somebody that just believed when maybe they didn't believe or, you know, they saw something that, uh, that maybe they didn't see at the time that nobody else saw at the time, you know what I'm saying? And there's this, there's that common, you know, theme there. And I feel like we have a lot of talented artists, right? But, where are the stars and the aspects of business managers and and and, and managers and booking agents and mm-hmm. you know uh 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 ARs and all these things these glue kind of guys these role players you know so to speak like everybody wants to be the star but who wants to you know do these things and those people that actually have those positions that are, are in power or whatnot, they're not in our genre, they're not here. That's they're not here, they're in Atlanta. They're in LA, you know what I'm saying? So there's a, there's a disconnect, you know, right there. Um, I think that 
it's just it, it, it takes you know uh, another part of it too right that, that I see and this is just from being an independent artist financing my own projects and financing crew committee my own shows and things like that that you know you have to have some business acumen or you need to have some people around you that have some business acumen mm-hmm. because yes this is music but it's also the music you know business and the fact is P. Diddy's not walking through that door. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Marathon Music Works, you go check out. So P. Diddy's not walking through that door. Maybe in Memphis, yeah. But here, that's not happening. So, like, with that being said, if you, you're waiting around for, like, a deal or something like that, this isn't the place that you have to go somewhere else. So, what has history told us? Right. When they're not checking for you, when the industry's not checking for you, you have to get out the mud yourself. You have to get out the trunk yourself. I, like I said, I come up with a pedigree of Master P, Swisher House, you know what I'm saying? Luke, you know what I'm saying? When people wasn't checking for them, they they created this on their own. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, that kind of pedigree, you know, whether it's young people, old people, uh, people my age, Uh-oh. Did you freeze? Yeah, a little bit. And you know, froze up on us. Dang it. He's, I Just think like, he's... You, you froze up on us, though. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, you back now. Okay. I think my internet got uh, disconnected. So, you know, I, I'm not waiting for a label. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm trying to build an audience. You know what I'm saying? Of, of real fans and make genuine connections and things like that. And when I, I feel like when you focus on those things instead, that's when the labels will come and the bigger names will come and people will want to reach out to you and fuck with you and do different types of things. But I think a part of it, like, too, is like, let Nashville be Nashville. We don't have to sound like them. We don't have to do this. We like, no, we're our own thing. And you have to be proud of that. And I think a lot of people, maybe deep down inside, they may not be proud to be from Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it becomes an identity crisis as an artist, especially yeah. when you don't have like the flagship artists, you know, to, to run under. So like, you know, this is another thing too. Like I can I can go down this list. Nashville lacks characters. Yeah, I told lack you. characters. A lot of talented artists. Don't get me wrong, but we lack characters, and you don't necessarily have to be the most talented artist to be a character. You know what I'm saying? When I say character, and this is for the audience out there or anybody that doesn't know what I mean, it's like a Busta Rhymes. Like you know, like the character of Busta Rhymes or a DMX or a uh, a the Baby or like there's something about them. There's a, there's a character to them. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when you think of Nashville, what character comes to mind? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have anybody? <laughs> Country music. That's what I think about. You don't, there's no, there's, there's no real thing. So I think, I think a part of it too is like so a lot of people are afraid to just be themselves. I think and let and let people just embrace that and let and let them figure it out for themselves. Like, okay, this is what's coming out of Nashville. You know what I'm saying, too. So I know it's a long winded answer, but you know, like like I said, like when people aren't checking for, like, I listen. 
when nobody was booking for me for no shows, you know what I did? I just started calling up venues. And I said, how much to rent out the place? I started throwing my own shows and just hollering at my homies like, hey, you know, let me put you on the on the bill. You got to sell your tickets. You know what I'm saying? But you keep, you know, whatever. I'm not waiting on anybody. Mm. It's the same thing with Nashville. You can't, you can't wait on anybody. Print your own shirts. Do your own merch. Make your own buzz. You know what I'm saying? At a certain point, the leverage that you're going to create from Okay, I had 100 people at the first show. All right, we had 200 people at the first, the, the next show. Now we got 500. Now we got to change venues. Now we got a thousand people out here. That's a thousand emails. You know what I'm saying? That's a thousand uh, t shirts or whatever like that. Boom. Uh, let, me, let me start sending the footage over to this AR that's down the street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been told, and this is from people that, like work in the in the industry, they're here that, hey, we want to find somebody. We want to sign somebody. But the numbers don't add up because you, you a lot of these A&Rs, they're not real A&Rs anymore. They're just going off the analytics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What does the streaming numbers say? Yep. What does the numbers say? And if that's not adding up with what I'm seeing, then it's hard for me to justify trying to get this signing through because that's my job. If I sign you and, and you're not popping off like that, then I'm going to be out of job. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I get it from that aspect. So like I said, it's, it's, that's, that's a multi-layered thing. And music is not the issue. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely not. I, I try to tell a lot of these young artists like nowadays, like back, like couple, like some years ago, we used to say the business was it was eighty percent business and 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 twenty percent talent. But I'm like nowadays, it's like ninety five percent business, five percent talent. Uh, and you know, working at BMI, like the crazy thing about BMI was like we had an open door policy, so people could come in. But like that don't mean you could. That don't mean you get through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, our 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 our. Uh, uh, well, not our no more because I don't work in, in there anymore. But mm-hmm. the uh, creative side, the whole creative side over there, you know, they they did. I mean, you know, they they knew that you know you didn't really get over there like you you thought you was, even though there was mm-hmm. an open up policy. Uh, and then also, you know, going back to the analytics, I mean, I, I said in meetings where we were talking about, hey, these are the streaming numbers. This is what's doing big, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> like right. this, this is cool but when you got your ear to the streets and you see what's going on but like you said it, the adding up part to get it you know it's got to make sense um, and then also going places to 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 you know going to what where what a buzz is mm-hmm. uh I, I forgot where i heard it from they were saying i don't suggest you sleep in the car nowadays mm-hmm. but go into where things are hot uh for you you know you just got to do what you got to do um Man, it's so important. And I'm going to bounce this over to G because with G leaving, moving from Memphis to uh, Houston, I mean, I think he got a whole story about going to where, going to the better pasture, I guess, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> as as being an artist and being a, a, a child psychiatrist as well. So I'm going to let G jump on in there because I'm sure G can can definitely relate to all of that you just said. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm gonna backtrack a little bit first because um, I ain't wanna uh, I ain't wanna miss anything because um, you you did talk a lot about like the business part of it um, and I do want to jump into that because I I got a chance to kind of like you said um, like we have a, a similar rap origin story with both of us going to UT and rapping there mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know if when you was there, they was doing shit in the like the studio in the library and shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah like that's yeah, yeah. Back, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what we was doing there. But uh, we was doing that, and then we put we printed up the CDs and shit, just like you said. Mm-hmm. And we was handing those out, and, um, doing like the mixtape releases at the house and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of from that same kind of family, like you said, that kind of get it out the mud, just kind of create your own buzz type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even 100% sure where I drew that shit from because I, I wasn't really thinking about nobody else. It was just like, how do we get this shit to people? Exactly. Um, and it was just like, this is the easiest way because at that mm-hmm. time, people still had CD players and shit like exactly. that. So it was like, we're going to just press up some CDs. We're going to make some cover art. Nigga, you going to make cover art. You gonna come over here to the studio with me? We gonna print these goddamn CDs. Right. You gonna go buy the damn CD? That kind of shit. Right. Um, and so, like, with being in Nashville, I agree with a lot of that shit you was just saying. Like, because we've talked about this a million fucking times. Whereas, like, it seems like there's missing pieces as far as what's gonna catapult people from where they are, artists from what, where they are to the next level. And I like mm-hmm. that you use the word character because I literally was just thinking about that the other day. And I was like, nigga, people don't be having no like, uh, there's no like aura about it. It's just like- It's a personality. Yeah, it's like there's no personality. It's just like this nigga rap with. <laughs> that's it. You're like that's that it. is the full extent of of the whole story is that this nigga rap well. And I'm saying that not necessarily about anybody else. Like even myself, it's like this this nigga raps well and he makes beats. Okay, what else? It's what like else? nigga, who is he? What does he make people feel just by his presence in the room? And so, like, how do you even work on developing that kind of a, a, a character? Like you said, how do you? work on that kind of shit. Is that something that you actively work on, you yourself? Or is that something oh, that... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. yeah. It's, I'm, 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 I'm glad you asked that question because this is uh, an exercise that we all do, whether you're an artist or a child psychologist, real estate agent, accountant, or whatever like that. It's really getting to know who you are, right? And being honest about telling that story or what version of that story you want to tell, right? Like I got a homie of mine uh, that I grew up with. He's an artist, very talented, can sing. He went to SAE, uh, he raps. Uh, he's an audio engineer now, whatever. And and I'm just kind of telling him like, like, there's nobody that can be a better version of you. There's nobody. I know it sounds cliche or whatever like that, but really dig into your story Let's show what's unique about your story, bro. Like, why don't we go to your, your your middle school or your elementary school? Just pull out the phone. Just tell us about like when you went to start going to the school, the teachers. I bet you there's some people gonna be able to identify with it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like a part of it is people are afraid to embrace, you know, them their story or whatever like that or they feel like oh it's not going to be cool enough or uh, I see people with stacks of money to the side of their ear I need to do something like that or they got guns in, in, in the video I need to do something like that because I see what these other people but what about your story is unique you know what I'm saying what individually is cool about you you know for myself you know I'm from Nigeria originally you know I moved to the United States in, in 89 you know what I'm saying like I said, I didn't grow up like listening to, to hip hop like that other than the, the popular stuff because my parents didn't, didn't play that. 
it's, it's, it's R&B, it, it's, it's funk, it's a lot of jazz music, it's merengue, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was listening to. I didn't, I didn't get introduced to, to hip hop until like, uh, like Master P, Mr. Ice Cream Man, you know what I'm mm. saying? And I just found a random tape, you know, somewhere or whatever like that. But that's, that's a part of my story. And it's just like, in this, this day and age, it's like, how do you translate that into a 30 second clip for Instagram or for this little 30 second clip for Twitter or whatever like that and make it visually compelling or what, you know, that that's, that's where it, it comes into play. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, there's a lot of guys that, you know, that rap really well, or whatever like that, but, and, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of guys right now that's rapping in, in Nashville. I think they're really, you know, they're trying to do it or whatever like that, but you can't be afraid to put yourself out there too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you can't afraid to be like, this is me. This is my personality. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think like the most successful people in, in hip hop are the most polarizing. You either really love them or you hate them. You yeah. don't just feel there's no in between. in between. Yeah. You either love them or you hate them. You know what I'm saying? I feel just like maybe a lot of people in Nashville, you know, they just want to be the cool guy. Like, I just want to be the cool guy. Like, I ain't trying to ruffle no, you know, uh-huh. because, uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I just want to be cool. But like at a certain point, you gotta like there's this line, and if you gotta say, like, this is where I stand, so what's up? Yeah. And the people that fuck the people that rock with me, you rock with me, let's go. And if you don't, oh well, fuck you. Let, let's keep on going. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's just uh, you know, there's there's people with that attitude. I think it just it's gonna take time, it's gonna take a you know, good team, you know, to show that story, you know what I'm saying? Because I can I can be the I know some entertaining people, man. You put a camera on them, they just, they just, Come they can back. do it. You know what I'm saying? I know some entertaining people, but they just don't have that thing around them or they don't have the follow through or this or that. Cause man, you see a lot of these, there's, we live in a day and age where artists antics are more prominent or what, you know, their follower count on Instagram or, you know, that is more, they have more, Followers and supporters in that way, but when you go to their Spotify or their stream, it's not hitting like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just like you as a personality it may be the gateway for somebody to listen to you first compared you to go. music. And with that being said, if that's the case, if you don't have much of a personality, uh, people aren't going to discover you like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just to me, it's just. Um, mm-hmm. It, it may sound cliche and generic, but it, embracing your uniqueness and finding your tribe too, man. Finding the people that really rock with you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to walk. Mm. Damn. <laughs> right. Every time you get something good. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh, you went, you froze on us again. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you now. I said, rocking with my tribe, man. Why am I spending time on people that? Like they're not messing with me. I need to find the people who's rocking with me. I, I tell this yeah. to any 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 artist that I uh, you know I work with, whatever. I say, look, man, there's a congregation out there without a pastor right now, and they're looking for their pastor. They just they they ain't found him yet. You're their pastor. You just they they ain't found you. 
you you singing the gospel, you singing the the the, the sermon that they yeah. want to hear, but they just ain't found you yet. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that that's that's it because we live in a world now where you can you can cater to whatever you want, what you want specifically. If you want Buddhist uh monkey music played yeah. in a swimming pool, then Niggas, you can have it. You can have it. I bet you can find a hundred people that rock with you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's there's that too. And that that's kind of the mentality. I, I go at it with it and you know being unapologetic, yeah. man. So that, that that's where I see it. I like that because um I know earlier you were saying that when you're making your music, something that you like to do is uh, try to make people feel something, whether they hate it or they love it. It's like in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't want nobody to listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like, you just want people to feel something about it. And right. uh, I don't have, like, the song titles, but I had, like, a couple of bars, like, from you and shit that I took from some of the songs. Um, and I'm going to point out the ones that I like, like, two of the ones that I like, and then I'm going to ask you to kind of give me some context on those bars and then also just tell me some of your favorite bars of y'all because I know okay. niggas, niggas got their own favorite bars like niggas okay. ain't gonna bullshit me but um, <laughs> so like I like one of them you was like it's no days off but you motherfuckers should call it quits and then there was another one where you was like who you know reached the top by playing it safe right. and that was that was my favorite that one right there where it's like, who the fuck has reached the top by playing it safe? And that's about that, that like that cool shit, like trying to stay in the middle, not ruffle no feathers and stuff. Like, how you gonna get where you trying to get by trying to stay where you at all? Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, yeah, that, that record is uh, Golden Gun. Uh, and I'm actually in the process now of trying to come up with the treatment uh, for the video for that one. Uh, and that just goes back to, you know, those records where you just trying to bring a certain type of attitude and bravado to the track and put you in a certain type of mood. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, 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 it's very clear. It's just like, you know, think about all the successful people, man. They're not, they, they took gambles. They took risks. One line I hear from some, somebody said, uh, I took risks to get my wrist like this. You know what I'm saying? You don't, these things don't, success doesn't happen from safe places. Growth doesn't happen from comfortable, you know, places, you know what I'm saying? And that's just kind of the essence of, of that bar and that line. Um, I'm just trying to think of some some bars that I've said that make you, uh, that may, uh, let me see. Uh, let me see. I said, <laughs> I said, I've never learned to fear less, but over time I've learned to fear less. So it's just like, you know, I, I didn't know. I said that wrong. I said, I never said I was fear less, but over time I've learned to fear less. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm not scared of anything, but yeah. Through, throughout time, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to try different things, and it goes back to about taking risks or whatever like this. Like, man, uh, last year, I went back to school to become a software engineer. I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about software engineering, but yeah. it's just like, uh, if I want to be able to continue to live here, you know, comfortably with five children, 
uh, I'm, I'm going to have to upgrade my skills. So I'm, I'm going to have to step into some unknown waters. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it just kind of goes back to trying to connect real life and make it yeah. witty and, and uh, you know, clever and make people think like, oh, what did he say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, another, another one, I mean, uh, let me see, coming to, let me see how I'm coming to America. Uh, I said, that's a true story. Uh, no. But what did I say on there? Dang. I said something, I said something to the effect of like, uh, that's a true story. Prince I came, came to America. Uh, that, yeah, that's a true story. Prince Akeem came to America. Uh, some, some, some. He was just playing my character. Basically saying I'm the real Prince Akeem. He was just playing my part in the movie or whatever like that. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, it's funny, man. Like, if 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 you ever, like, if you watched Coming to America or whatever like that, there's so many similarities, like, with my, like, origin story, like, where I'm from. Like, mm-hmm. the town where I'm, my dad is from in Nigeria is in Yoruba land. We come from a royal family. I know a lot of Africans or people, you've probably heard people say, oh, I'm from royalty. Like, no, like if you, like when it comes to Yoruba, uh, you know, culture, whatever, Ile Ife, the town I'm referring to is the origin of all Yorubas. So my my dad's, it would have been my dad's uh, grandmother was the princess and was the original Oneo Ife was, was, was her dad. So like when you're talking about like, royalty and things like that. That's why like the movie just kind of really connected with me when I was young because my dad would be telling me these stories and I'm just thinking he's just, you know, just playing around. And then I'd start to talk to some relatives like, no, 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 like it's a, it's a big deal like where we're from or whatever like that. So um, yeah, man, like uh, the new movie, I didn't enjoy so much, unfortunately, so. Uh, that's a whole nother I ain't even seen that one man I ain't even seen it we ain't gotta talk about it we ain't gotta talk about it it, it's yeah Yeah. it's it's a disappointment man I wish they just left it alone if they was gonna do that to the movie man yeah we had a whole discussion about it I definitely uh I appreciate you sharing that like sharing those bars with us and just kind of taking us through like your mindset um something I did want to ask is like do you find yourself listening to your own stuff at any time? Because some people say like they don't listen to their own music, and I, I always be like, "Why?" <laughs> but but like some people don't, and so I just wanted to know like, do you listen to your own music? And then off, and then when you're listening to your own music, do you sometimes feel like you were sending yourself a message through time? Yeah, that happens. That 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 happens, and something probably wish I. I do more, like maybe put messages in music that is going to be a constant reminder of like, hey, you know, keep keep it going or there you go. Remember this or remember that or whatever like that. But yeah, I listen from time to time. It'll be sometimes it'll be a long, you know, some something that happens from time to time is that it'll be a long time since I've listened to my own music and I sit there and I listen and be like, who is this guy? Who is that? Right? Mm-hmm. Wow, like. 
this is amazing. Like, who is this? You know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like, you know, you might listen to something from two years ago or whatever like that. You just try to think about like the mind state that you were in. Like, man, I was on one right there. Like, whoa, damn, what was I listening to, you know, around that time or like, Sometimes it's just like, like that one didn't age well. Uh, like I'm in a totally <laughs> yeah. different place and, and 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 mentality. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, all, all types of things. Or you know, just the the growth. You know, it's, that's that's great to like look at too. Just like man, like look at the beats I was picking on. Look at yeah. like listen to my cadence. Or, you know, all types of things. So yeah, I, I listen from time to time. Or friends will play stuff for me. Or fans will send me stuff like, man, I still listen to this like every mm-hmm. morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, thank you, bro. I'm like, yeah, I need to get back on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that shit is always special, man. That shit is, is always fucking special. I got a line in a song where I was like, uh, I'm feeling like I was born to be the teacher of me. And when I try to avoid it, I'm conceding defeat. Mm. And so, like, I I fucking do that all the time in the music. It's like, just throw a little stuff in there that'll, like, yep. help you get through the day. Because I know I, I find myself listening to my music pretty often. And so it's like, if I'm going to be listening to me, I might as well be saying something worth listening to. God damn it. Because I'm going to be going through my day. And, mm-hmm. you know, just like you might have another artist that you like, that you turn to for certain moods or for times in your life where you get to a certain point um, and you'd be like, damn, I want this to this right here because it's going to help me get through this. Mm-hmm. Like giving myself that shit is great, bro. Like to go back and be like, Hey, I got exactly. something for this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just reminders to yourself and, you know, little, little, I call them little time capsules. There you go. Little time capsules, man. That might be a name for a project, actually. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. That's pretty much all I got, man. That's all the questions and stuff that I had. Oh, this man. was fun. This was fun, man. So, I'll, I'll two more before we <laughs> let's do two more to, to send you off real quick. Um, one thing, uh, for every, for all the listeners out here, uh, tell them where they can find O's music because uh, they can find Crew Community on YouTube. I think I spoiled the beans already. There's a whole page. Right, right, Go right. find it. It's T T E E on the end. Uh, but as far as O's music, where can they find your music? Yeah, um, you can find me on 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 all the major uh, streaming platforms. But I probably say the easiest way is to if you have if you have instagram look me up on instagram at raw business that's r-a-w-b-i-d-n-e-s-s you can just hit the link tree in the in the uh in the bio and then i'll take you to, to all my music links youtube and whatnot on youtube i'm i'm ola you can just type in ola or ola, i can't talk my shit again it's probably the most recent yeah, no, actually it'd be the Coming to America would be the most recent track um, video that, that's up on there. So you can look it up that way. Um, but yeah, you, you can you can find me that way. Raw Business on Instagram or um, you can, if you just do a Google search for Ola, I, I'll, I'll show up there too. So I'm not too far. 
Gotcha, got you. y'all. Everybody out there, everybody, all the geekers out there, if y'all got that, make sure y'all got that written down. And one last thing, if you can leave the listeners with one last thing, one word and one word, who are you? Am I? One, one word. One word. Ooh. I made it tough. You can use two if you want to. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> okay. Um. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Let me see. Let me see. Highly focused. There we go. go. There we go. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it, man. Well, guys, this is fun, man. We, I had a blast with you, old man. As you know, we always, you know, get 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 talking and everything like that. I want to thank you once again for for joining us on the podcast, man, and, and just blessing us with a conversation, a great conversation with you and everything. Um, you know, we appreciate it so much and everything like that. Um, once again, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Speaker Giggers Podcast. Um, if you haven't already, please go subscribe to the channel and also subscribe to us on the podcast uh, platforms. It, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we are. Um, also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Speaker Geekers Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Tommy T the third. You got Steve at the great Steve O. Steve. You got Greg at instantly underscore G. And you can follow Ola, I call him O, at Raw Business on Instagram. And uh, his link tree is in the, in the profile. You know, click that and you find all his music. Man, you know something? Y'all Instagram names come off like, it's like clockwork now. It's like automatic. <laughs> like literally, I say mine and I just, I, like, I remember at the beginning, it. I had to write it down to read it. But now it's just, you know, there you go. like one, two, three. Um, again, old man, I appreciate it. Um, the conversation has been great. Um, as always, anytime, man, anything that we can do, let us know. And we'll definitely, uh, support you in that, in that arena. Um, did I miss anything? You guys got anything? Uh -uh. (laughs) No, can't say I got anything else, man. I just appreciate y'all for having me. And it sounds like y'all got a good thing going here, man. So, so keep it up. Hopefully by the time the next time I come back on the show is, there's there's much to celebrate and much success. So, you know, uh, yeah, for sure. Steve, what you got, man? <laughs> oh, after that, I ain't got nothing. I, I'll oh, take that one. Let's go. <laughs> to the bank. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk about much to say. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, with that being said, guys, I'm out. Peace. Peace. Peace.